Welcome to Episode 1 in the Lives of the Saints second series. I'm Father Ron Shibley, founder and director of the Anglican Internet Church. This series is based upon a series of homilies I wrote for use in my former parish for Tuesday night Holy Communion services in 2007-2008 A.D. The originals were word pictures on the lives of the saints from both the Eastern and Western Church traditions. For this new video series, I have added where available icons, paintings, mosaics, frescoes, stained glass windows, and other images, and whenever possible, the words of the saints themselves. In the Lives of the Saints first series, I celebrated the lives of each of the 18 saints with feast days or holy days in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer. In the second series, the focus is on 35 saints from both the Western and Eastern Church traditions, including the AIC's patron St. John Chrysostom and the Archangels Gabriel, Michael, and Raphael. These 35 men and women or angels are celebrated on 28 feast days or holy days. The musical theme for the second series is Horatio Nelson's hymn, From All the Saints in Warfare, written in 1864 A.D. and played to the tune Aurelia, primarily remembered as the tune for the Church's One Foundation. The recording was produced in the United Kingdom by Richard Irwin, whose website, www.hymnswithoutwords.com, includes many traditional Anglican hymns and tunes available for download and for use in local services. I thank Richard Irwin for granting permission for its use in the Lives of the Saints second series. As with the first series, the purpose of the series is to honor the saints of the church, including many martyrs, but also bishops, priests, hymnologists, and scholars, especially those whose writings have helped increase the layperson's knowledge of church doctrine. The title illustration is All Creation Rejoiceth in Thee, a Byzantine Orthodox icon painted by the celebrated icon artist Georgios Klotzus on Crete in the late 16th century. It shows the Blessed Virgin holding Jesus in her lap, sitting upon the seraphim, surrounded by Adam and Eve and by all creation, including the Old Testament prophets, the four evangelists, and many saints and hierarchs from the Eastern Church. The city at the bottom is the heavenly Jerusalem, described in detail by St. John in Revelation 21. An affordable reproduction of all creation rejoiceth in thee is available from the collection at St. Isaac the Syrian Skate at http colon slash slash www.skete.com. The icon is one of 11 on the wall in my office and which is visible in the background picture in my personal Facebook page. These programs are not intended to be encyclopedic, either in scope or in content. Instead, they are spiritual-minded commentaries on the life of each saint. Each includes a brief biographical summary, commentary on what it was about them that caused them to be honored as a saint, 
the location of their remains if known, and either a traditional Anglican collect for their feast day or a closing prayer from other traditions. In this first episode of the second series, I pay tribute to St. Clement of Alexandria, whose feast day or holy day is December the 4th. His full name was Titus Flavius Clemens. He was born of pagan parents at Athens around 150 A.D., but had become a Christian by the time of his arrival in the prosperous shipping city of Alexandria, Egypt, around 180 A.D. He is called Clement of Alexandria to distinguish him from Clement of Rome, author of several important early 2nd century epistles. The illustration is a Russian Orthodox icon of unknown date by an unknown artist. The unusual shape of St. Clement's head is, I think, meant to suggest significant intelligence. St. Clement of Alexandria is highly regarded in the Eastern Church, but is far less well known in the Western Church. He was an important figure in the early church in the centuries before the rise to power and influence of the church at Rome, a period when the other original sees of the church, Antioch, Alexandria, Jerusalem, and Byzantium, later renamed Constantinople, enjoyed equal ranking with Rome. The founding of the See of Alexandria is traditionally attributed to the Apostle Mark. The city is named after Alexander the Great, who conquered it in the 4th century B.C. It is also remembered as the place where the Hebrew Old Testament was translated by 70 scholars into Greek, later becoming known as the Septuagint Old Testament, abbreviated LXX. The Alexandria known by St. Clement in the late 2nd century has been described as a great stewpot of competing religions and cultures, including Jews, Christians, Christian Gnostics, and many strains of pagan thought and practice. The young Clement, according to tradition, enjoyed the protection and patronage of the ninth century of the ninth bishop of Alexandria, Saladian. Saint Clement is credited with founding the first school of Christian catechism the purpose for which, in his own words, was to further, quote, by word of mouth and in writing the treasures of the divine scriptures, unquote. He is remembered for his great trilogy, which includes the Exhortation. The long-form title is The Exhortation to the Pagans of Greece, The Teacher, otherwise known as the Tutor, and the Stromata, which means miscellanies. His books are not an attempt at systematic theology in the modern sense, but are a collection of writings not targeted towards scholars, seminarians, and priests and bishops and archbishops. The books were directed toward any Christian seeking knowledge of the beliefs of the church. In many ways, they resemble the New Testament wisdom writings found in the epistles of St. Peter and St. Paul, and especially those of St. James and St. Jude. I discuss the concept of wisdom writings in the New New Testament in more detail in Part 4 of the AIC bookstore publication, Christian Spirituality, an Anglican Perspective. 
available using the virtual bookstore links at the bottom of the home page at our newly redesigned website, the full URL for which is http colon slash slash www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. For this episode, I want to share with you four quotations from the writings of Clement of Alexandria. The first is from the Stromata, written near the end of his life, an essay known in parts of which an essay is known as Who is the Rich Man Who Shall Be Saved? And here I use a text published in the 20th century by the Mennonite Church in the United States. St. Clement's commentary is based upon St. Luke's account of Jesus' advice to the rich young ruler's question, What shall I do to inherit eternal life? found in Luke 18, verses 18 to 27. St. Clement went against the popular trend, both of his day and of ours, to interpret Jesus' words literally as a condemnation of wealth. He explains why wealth, which is inanimate and not inherently good or bad, and Christianity are not mutually exclusive. Some things are hidden inside the soul, and some are outside of it. If the soul makes good use of something, it is deemed to be good. If the soul makes bad use of something, it is deemed to be bad. So when Jesus commanded us to alienate our possessions, was he speaking about the physical things that can be taken away, while the fleshly longings, meaning for material things, remain? Or was he speaking about the materialistic desires which, once removed, allow wealth even to become beneficial? So the man who casts away his earthly wealth can still be rich in materialistic desires, even though he has no money to gratify his desires. So it is of no advantage to him to be poor in purse if he, is, if he is still rich in materialistic desires. He has put away the wrong thing, something that is neither good nor evil by itself. At the same time, he has deprived himself of something serviceable, and he has set the inborn fuel of evil on fire because he has no means to satisfy his material lust. An internet-based text of all the writings of St. Clement of Alexandria is available. The full URL address is http colon slash slash www.logoslibrary.org slash clement slash rich slash index dot html. He wrote the following commentary on love, by which he means the love of God and of one another, a concept which Jesus called the Great Commandment in Matthew 22, verses 37 to 40, in his answer to a Pharisee's question, which is the greatest commandment? Jesus' answer was included for the first time in Anglican prayer books as the summary of the law with the publication of the 1789 American Book of Common Prayer. Therefore, we are to love Jesus equally with God, And the one who loves Christ Jesus is the one who does his will and keeps his commandments. So first he who loves Christ, but next is he who loves and cares for those who have believed in Christ. 
For when you do something for a disciple, the Lord treats it as though you did it to him. We are commanded to adore and honor the Lord. So one who knows God honors God and thanks him for his knowledge of the way to live. He does this all the time, when alone and when with fellow believers. He doesn't need a special place or a selected temple. He doesn't wait for certain festivals or appointed days. He honors God during his whole life. He doesn't believe that God is confined to certain limited places. He doesn't think he can somehow escape God's sight and get away with doing wrong things. He is always both serious and cheerful. He is serious because his soul is bent toward God. He is cheerful because he constantly thinks of all the blessings that God has given him. So the one who knows God is truly a kingly man, and he is the sacred high priest of God. The third quotation is this advice to the newly baptized, focused on the theme of the wisdom of seeking spiritual light in the darkness of the world. Let everything you do be done for God, both deeds and words, and refer all that is yours to Christ, and constantly turn your soul to God and lean your thought on the power of Christ, as if in some harbor by the divine light of the Savior it were resting from all talk and action. Show yourself always a partner of Christ who makes the divine ray shine from heaven, let Christ be to you continually an unceasing joy. The fourth and final example of his homely wisdom is this advice concerning prayer and prayer habits. Now prayer that runs its course till the last day of life needs a strong and tranquil soul, and the conduct of life needs a good and righteous disposition reaching out towards all the commandments of the Savior. For more on the development of personal prayer habits consistent with the teachings of St. Clement of Alexandria and other Eastern and Western Church teachers, see Part 4 in the AIC Bookstore publication mentioned earlier, Christian Spirituality, an Anglican Perspective, which is available using the bookstore links at the bottom of the home page on our website, the full URL www colon slash excuse me http slash slash www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. In his later years, Saint Clement worked in the region of Cappadocia in Asia Minor, an area known as the center of spiritual-minded Christian thinking, by the group known as the Cappadocian Fathers, and also at Antioch, the second see of the church founded by Saint Paul. St. Peter and St. Barnabas. St. Clement of Alexandria died at Jerusalem around 215 A.D. Nothing is known of the location of his remains. The collect for the Feast of St. Clement of Alexandria is from Lesser Feasts and Fasts, a lectionary of collects and scripture readings for the non-1928 BCP saints. O God of unsearchable wisdom, who gavest thy servant Clement grace to understand and teach the truth as it is in Jesus Christ, the source of all truth, grant to thy church the same grace 
to discern thy word wherever truth is found, through Jesus Christ, our unfailing light, who liveth and reigneth with thee and thy Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for joining me for Episode 1 in the Lives of the Saints' second series commemorating the life and contributions of 35 saints from the Eastern and Western Church tradition celebrated on 28 feast days. Next time in Episode 2, I celebrate the life of St. John of Damascus, also commemorated on December 4th. Episodes of this series, as well as of other teaching videos and seasonal videos, are available on either our YouTube channel, https colon slash www.youtube.com slash c slash St. John C with Saint spelled out, or by using the episode links at our website, for which the full URL, as mentioned earlier, is http colon slash slash www.anglican internet church on the home page you'll find the digital library link which offers access to all our seasonal videos and other videos the bible study link similarly connects you to both our bible study series the new testament gospels and revelation the virtual bookstore section has links for ordering paperback editions of our publications, and a separate link for the Kindle editions. Just as a reminder, 100% of all book royalties are contributed to the AIC ministry. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our newly redesigned website and make use of its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.